0: This is the Book and Podcast, and today I've got a guest for me, Mr. Eamon Rattibi. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Good to get this episode done after we sort of attempted it once before, didn't we? Yeah, that was, a, that was annoying. Yeah, and you know. uh, had a really good conversation, but it was just a case of trying to do it in, uh, yeah, was it was post know. Pistino Lounge, yeah. Pistino Lounge. Very it?
1: busy, but good yeah. conversation,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, it was good conversation. sort of music going on. It had cut-through banging, other people's right conversations. The toilet as well. Yeah, so it wasn't ideal, but these things happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we've sort of touched a little bit on what we're going to talk about. Mostly, the series that we want to eventually get into, and I guess we'll sort of just fo- we'll follow that through, you know, whether that's we'll do it... Once every quarter, once every however often yeah. some some sort of big news happens in crypto, and we're like, right Bitcoin then. hitting hundred K, we'll definitely have to yeah, do Yeah, we'll one. wait for that yeah, one. Um, so yeah, like we almost want to get into that series, but I think first and foremost, we want to find more about you mm. and more about how you ended up interested in crypto. I think that's probably a good starting place. So like, yeah. what was it that initially
1: sparked your interest in so crypto? I mean, I've always wanted to like trade stocks and i literally knew nothing about stocks yeah so when i think it was it's was 2017 so i must have been what 15 uh me and like a friend from school um we well actually he found crypto he found this coin called hollow hollow yeah
0: it, I, i've never don't heard it's now <laughs> yes, i don't know where it's vanished. vanished.
1: um hollow it was very hollow <laughs> literally he he noticed this pattern that every day it would go up to its peak price and down to its bottom price like without fair go up and down up and down and we didn't understand anything to do with like reading graphs or anything like that and it just looked like free money to us it's like you buy the bottom you sell the top easy so I got my mum to set me up a Binance account using like her details and stuff like that and we brought some of this coin and what we didn't know at all was there was like billions of these coins so you'd buy it at the bottom and then unless you were there so, so long ago it would never like go through so we just got stuck with these coins and you know then we found out about Bitcoin um, and I started doing like my own research on what Bitcoin actually is I had no idea I just thought it was magic money Mm. it just looked like you know this thing that keeps going up and up and up no one's using it I've never heard of it before but yeah. How long ago was this? 2017, so four, almost five years ago now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I've been trading crypto for four years really. So you dipped your toes in. Yeah. And you've carried on well, with it. Well, li- the first trade I ever made was a bad loss. It's like, te- well, 10 pound loss is, is yeah. big when
0: you're like 15. And I guess the thing is at the time as well, like imagine you and your friend were sat there just like, this is free money. Yeah. And then hang on, it's red. How's this happens? Yeah. Big mix up really for us but you've got to get stung a bit and that, that's almost i guess the best way to learn is mm. to get stung a bit and to, then obviously then that probably then motivated you to go right how does how do i make sure that doesn't happen again how do i make sure i'm profitable
1: next time mm. i saw this guy on youtube because we found crypto free youtube essentially like loads of people making all oh, 10 pounds in 100 pounds out same day and we're just like well this seems a bit yeah too good to be true. And this guy was telling everyone to buy Bitcoin and I had no idea what it was. And I saw a picture, I mean, he put a video saying please buy one bitcoin. Mm. And he posted a picture like I think it was May or so, so when Bitcoin was like at 64k or so. Mm. It's just him on a boat with like all his crypto friends, like a yacht. So, you know, going from that to that Yeah That was that was part of the appeal. Yeah, I that guess. was part of the appeal. Seeing this guy saying please buy one Bitcoin, watch the video. Had no idea what he was talking about. Started doing my own research. And then I see, in the same time I've been in crypto, he's become a millionaire. Mm. I don't know. It's just like, now... You see it, you're seeing that and then you're thinking, right, it now, why yeah. can't I rep- replicate this? Why can't anyone?
0: Yeah. yeah. And as well, it's not only... I think, obviously, the money side of it, the freedom mm. side of it is definitely one aspect for yeah, you. yeah. But it's also as well you do fundamentally believe in what it is that you're
1: putting your money into mm. as well. I think that is something I've recognised yeah. quite early on with stock trading. Like I was only interested in it because that was the only way that I knew you could make money in like a legitimate market without having to like grind and work. And I had nothing against that, but I wanted to almost make money easier, right? And the stock market is just very, very corrupt. Like, you can see what's going on now. It's not it's not a fun time. No. Um, so when I did eventually learn, I think it was like 2018, I kind of understood what Bitcoin and cryptocurrency could actually do for the world. It kind of just made me think, look, I'm, I'm not going to pursue... Stocks. I'm not going to look at anything else. I believe in this. I think this is something that in years to come, we'll just be using like anything else. Right. Because you go from that point
0: where you were initially looking at that hollow coin, wasn't it? Yeah. And you're looking at the ups and downs and you're going, right, where can I make money? Where Mm. can I, you know, looking at the technical side of it, I guess very limited technical yeah. analysis <laughs> we saw it go down you know. <laughs> but technical analysis to some degree but like whereas now you have switched very much to the fundamental side of it mm. where you're just going right I really believe in this technology Bitcoin being one of them but I think more so you Cardano one mm. that yeah, you've Cardano's, mentioned to me Cardano is my favourite
1: yeah that's your baby that's my baby Bitcoin I have the utmost respect for yeah it's the first cryptocurrency you know I would definitely say it's like revolutionary money the New York Times recently said that it's redefined money Mm. because it has it's like it's taken power away from the same people who've always had it and it's shifted it into anyone can have the chance and the ability to make money to have a fair system where there's no you know third party like the banks or anything like that or I don't know you know anyone like payment systems even like paypal they take a fee Mm. you don't need to pay a fee to anyone when you use bitcoin you pay a fee to move the money but it's Mm. a fraction of what you'd be paying a bank to i don't know let's say you want to move 500 pounds to japan someone in japan that money won't get there for a few days and you will be paying a horrible fee on it just to move it with bitcoin i could send the same amount to someone across the world like two pound in fees and even then it will probably get there within the hour whereas if you use a bank or something like that you're waiting days and days and days just for it to get there i don't think that's fair right yeah and that is one thing as well is you sort of
0: start weighing up these benefits Mm. of it compared to the negative sides of what we currently have yeah and you start thinking hang on we could be onto something here but i think at this stage for most people the majority of people it is it's a case of this is this big new scary thing even though it's been around for a while now yeah yeah it's but a decade pretty
1: much yeah it no it came out bitcoin the first um like white paper was released in 2008 and the first bitcoin was mined in 2009 so, so well yeah so over yeah, a decade just over there. A decade now yeah however i think only perhaps the last three four years it's been in sort of like the public consciousness yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's once it's hit, like, psychological numbers, when yeah. it hit 10K, yeah, loads of people flooded in. People were just like, oh my God, 10K, you know, from one of these things, like magical money. Yeah. You know, when it hits 100K, I think we'll see a repeat. A yeah. lot of people will be jumping ship from traditional investment strategies. Yeah. And they'll be like, looking at this magic money. It, it, it's borderless magic money. That's like, when people say, explain Bitcoin, I would just now say, it's borderless magic money borderless magic money borderless because if if we carry on using the systems that we're using you're relying on banks communicating between different countries and they're not really that good at that you can see it takes a few days unless you're mega rich and you can fast track it you're going to be you know bottom of the list Mm. Bitcoin doesn't discriminate Mm. it's decentralized it doesn't have a favorite person you know borderless magic money mm.
0: We, I think we did we did speak about this a little bit mm. and it was a little while ago but we mentioned about people's concerns Yeah. what do you f- find people's biggest concerns about not just bitcoin but cryptocurrencies in general mm.
1: ok so the biggest one that I would say has been dispelled for bitcoin and major altcoins so like top 10, top 20 is people think it's a massive Ponzi scheme right People think that someone at the top is getting billions and billions and not having to do anything. They're just, it's a crazy system with no utility. But the thing is, Bitcoin is being used to pay for things. Mm. Tomorrow, El Salvador will be the first country to implement Bitcoin into their economy. So mm. you could literally go to El Salvador tomorrow, go to a market, and they have to accept Bitcoin. Mm. They have McDonald's, they have, I think, a Walmart actually in El Salvador because they use the US dollar as well you can go into McDonald's now and buy a burger with Bitcoin. Mm. So it's not really a Ponzi scheme. And if it is, I mean, if it turned out... If it is, it's extremely elaborate (laughs) at this point. It's the best Ponzi scheme of of all time. (laughs) You can't beat it. That's That's what happens, you know. So you think that sort of myth of people thinking oh it's just it's its not a rug pull like you do get rug pulls within crypto you yeah. get that a lot like... and I, th- I think
0: that's the issue as well is there's almost because it's one of those things that people are as it's getting more and more attention mm. people are gravitating towards and as soon as you involve money in that kind of situation it's a perfect recipe for people to get scammed <laughs> yeah a lot of people are getting scammed at the moment. One one that we mentioned on the way over was oftentimes, you know, you might have saved up to get a Bitcoin or yeah. an Ethereum, whatever it is. And you'll see these things online and it'll be like, oh, LeBron James is doing a live stream yeah. or Elon Musk is doing yeah. a live stream and send one Bitcoin to this wallet and you'll get one back. And to someone like that is clearly a scam, but to someone who's just gone, oh, like I'm in this crypto space now. Like it is basically free money, having that <laughs> yeah. mindset. You know that magic, magic, magic money. money. Yeah. Um, they might start going, okay, like uh, that sounds good, and then obviously they've just lost
1: how <laughs> much lost money. Like they've lost their like life it. savings. Yeah. Um, I would definitely start saying, do not send any crypto to anyone that you do not know for certain is the person you're sending it to, because it is amazing how good these scams are at the moment. Like I'm seeing so many ads on YouTube where they use the Cardano founder um, Charles Hoskinson Mm. they've got it's almost like a deep fake video of him saying oh send the money to this ADA staking pool and return it with like double the amount in two days and he's had to release videos going I've never done that that's not me he's like do not send your cryptos to anyone it's (laughs) it's free money in a sense that if you hold long enough with the right things you will make money Mm -hmm. but you can't just throw your money at something and wish for the best you do need to have an idea of what you're investing in will it get used in the real world what's the technology behind it you know that's why I don't like stuff like these shit coins like Dogecoin Mm -hmm. Shiba Inu SafeMoon you know there's thousands of them every day like more and more come up now, Dogecoin is like a special exception now because Elon Musk set up like a, you know, a board of members and the Ethereum creators got onto it. So now Dogecoin might become an actual serious <laughs> thing. From a complete meme. Genuinely, yeah. Uh, Dogecoin was made in like four hours. The guys, the guys who made it literally made it as a joke. They want to see how easy it would be to create a cryptocurrency. And they copied like a hard fork of Bitcoin. So they copied a, a co- they copied a copy of Bitcoin hmm. and they just changed the parameters like infinite token supply, uh, you know, certain price. They they just did that for fun. And yeah. now... It's got traction. Now it's got traction. And, you know, you might see it be Doge worth... Doge to a dollar. I think it might happen. That's crazy as well because if you invested in Dogecoin even just a year ago and you put 100 quid in you could make absolutely ridiculous money like, from nothing. But that's the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. very easy to sort of sit here now and go, "Oh,
0: had I just done that? And that does then bring in potentially a dangerous mindset of mm. that sort of fear of missing out. And oh, yeah. then in that situation, that's where you end up people pouring a whole bunch of money into the all-time high of something. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like, hang on, I've lost... You've lost <laughs> I've lost of all yeah. of it. I've lost, you know
1: a year's wages you know it's bad but when people do that it benefits me as like a yeah. serious trader because <laughs> yeah. we have like the we have stages of the market where people get in early really really early before it's even like noticeable and then you get a bit of an incline where it's gaining a bit of attention people are starting to understand it more like proper investors are coming mm. in and you get to a stage now where it's going up and up and up or it's about to, and all these retail investors are jumping in, going, "Oh my god, what is a Dogecoin? What's a Bitcoin?" They're throwing as much money at it, and if they're not careful and they don't understand the consequences of it, you know, that's that. Getting margin calls, leverage trading with this. <laughs> Stay clear. I, I tried leverage trading with with uh, crypto. Not not a good yeah. idea. Not fun. Yeah, not and fun. Towards,
0: I think most platforms do like r- seriously
1: like limit <laughs> you, and with good reason. <laughs> if if someone try to do leverage or just futures or anything like that, you will lose money. Like most people lose money on that. Unless yeah. you're a professional, there is no way you're going to make any money. And yeah. if you do, it's a fluke. I lost money doing that. Yeah, I stayed away from it. <laughs> I would recommend always do your own research if it looks too good to be true that means it's not true no one's given you free money Mm. no I've never been given free money I've been in the space for like 4 or 5 years now no one's offered me free money so I'm not a financial advisor I can never tell anyone what to invest in no but you always have the advantage of age with Bitcoin and with Mm. Ethereum and Bitcoin if successful when it gets used in El Salvador it's a snowball effect you're going to see tons of countries pouring into it even America right now their you know their currency the US dollar has been around for not even that long compared to like the pound 35% of all US um, dollars were printed this year which is ridiculous that is ridiculous which explains what a lot of what's going on in the stock market yeah the stock market's in a huge bubble right now like that is going to burst yeah. a lot of people are going to lose money um, I think it was uh, a board of like the Russian like financial uh, like, authority she said she reckons we've got 18 months before we get a global financial crisis and oh. I wouldn't be surprised because the global reserve is the US dollar if we had a decentralized global asset like Bitcoin, I really don't think this problem would be happening Yeah. because Bitcoin is capped at 21 million. We can mine Bitcoin until 2140 and then there's no more. Mm. You can't get any more back. 21 million, we've got seven billion people here. You know, you've got nations that are gonna have to get in. Nations have tons and tons of money they need to pour in to hold this as a global reserve. Bitcoin to a million is a big possibility.
0: Mm.
1: Not now. Yeah. You've got years for that to happen. Yeah. But I've seen crazy people granted saying Bitcoin to a billion because it's possible if you do the math. Normal <laughs> yeah. people doing it. Yeah, we'll wait on that one. We we'll for wait for hundred k. We'll wait for hundred we'll k we'll first. Yeah, yeah,
0: um, and go from there. I guess, and this is something we spoke a little bit about on the way here. I think a lot of people struggle. I guess with this concept of going from right I know money Mm. I know cash I know my card I know paying on my phone yeah (laughs) but equally though when you look at those the progression from them has actually been quite quick from where we've gone from cash to card
1: pretty much and now pretty much cashless at this point we've got apple pay we've got contactless that is to me do you understand those technologies not so a tiny bit but like I understand well it's Start, but you probably know more than layperson. Yeah, but I'm yeah, sort of almost yeah. just
0: to anyone listening. They might be thinking, okay, I don't know how Bitcoin works. I don't know how Cardano works. No, do I know, know how, how
1: cryptocurrency works. It's just like actual stuff. Like
0: no, I mean, so someone listening
1: might be oh, sat right. there
0: thinking themselves. Oh, but I don't know how crypto oh, works. It... Do you know how? Do you know how the banking system works? Do you know how <laughs> when you transfer money on that? How does that work? Yeah, Most people I mean. Wouldn't. <sighs>
1: That's the thing. If you did understand, you wouldn't want to have your money in the bank. It's terrible. Yeah. You know, you put your money in a bank now and they're not even giving you interest to beat inflation. Yeah. You're paying to have your money in the bank, essentially. No, seriously, you're you're putting your money in the bank and you're losing more money than you will get out. Mm. Inflation will eat up your money. Mm. And my friends, all I've on about is inflation. All I started like seriously getting into crypto was, I want to beat inflation and make money. Because you have to beat inflation or you're working for nothing. You'll have hours of pound, hours of work that just get put in the bin because the banks and governments can't control currency well enough. Mm. I don't that's not fair to me. Mm. Something like Bitcoin you don't necessarily need to understand the technology that well to use. But it you would say it's advisable. I'd say it's advisable if you're gonna invest in it, but if it was start if it started getting used as like a payment system it's almost like apple pay because you have a qr code you scan it you send over whatever bitcoin is worth yeah. to pay for that yeah and if if we just went from the dollar to the bitcoin as global reserve then there might be some confusion because people would be weighing up how much something is worth in bitcoin with no understanding of mm. how much that actually is yeah. compared to like traditional money yeah So it's like a complete switch from fiat, which is like the current money system, like the dollar, the pound, to crypto. Yeah. That would be
0: that that is something you could get used to with time. It's you know, it would be the exact same situations. Imagine you were to move abroad, mm. having to get used to. You, you know, we all have this when we go on holiday, mm. and it's you know within the two weeks, ma- you know, max most people will be on holiday. Yeah, you barely get used to it by the end of it. Where in your head you are going right? So, if I am going there, and that's however many creation, yeah, exactly. creation coins or, or euros, or you can just look it up.
1: We've literally yeah. got computers in our pocket or on our wrist now yeah. that are more powerful than the computers they used to send people to the moon. Mm. I mean. The edge technology is ridiculous. Yeah. I would say with Bitcoin, the thing that is good to understand is your money, when it's in a bank, it's yours, mm. but it's not really. The, the The bank lends out loans to people and most of the time they're using your money and they're just giving you a value. Mm. So if you took money out, they have to give you that money. But when it's just sat in your account, it could say, let's say a nice juicy 10 grand five grand of that might not actually even be in there they're probably using that as collateral or as a loan to someone i uh when did they get my permission because they said they'll pay you an interest but mm. the interest doesn't even you know interest is next to zero at this exactly. point for most accounts What's the point? with bitcoin if your money was in bitcoin and you held it in a digital wallet on your phone the money's there mm. no one else has access to it it's there that's yours mm. So when you then go to, I don't know, a stall and you scan a QR code, which is a Bitcoin address, your money goes straight from your wallet to their wallet. That's it. And That's ev- everyone else can see that as well. Exactly. A, which a, is a good thing exactly. because it,
0: that provides the security for it as people, well.
1: People are like, oh, there's no privacy within... I mean, well, privacy is the main like thing mm-hmm. within crypto, right? But people say, oh, there's issues because people can money launder. They literally found people's wallet addresses without even knowing their names like in America you know the like gas pipeline or something got hacked mm. a few months ago and these hackers held the US government for ransom and they were like or the company they are like give us 600 mil in crypto and they are like fine we'll send it to these wallets and then the battle was on between the government and the hackers to flick the money about in wallets until it's untraceable mm. but they found the money they got the money back like you can track people's wallets which sounds scary mm. but your name is not on the wallet so yeah. you have to be yeah so long as you're not doing anything shady yeah people do do stuff like that that's shady like people do hack wallets mm. but if your wallet is offline not connected to the internet or on your phone and in like a trust trustworthy wallet, mm. it's, it's very unlikely you'll get hacked. It's very yeah. hard to hack wallets and it's almost impossible to hack blockchains. Mm. I guess that's maybe the concern a lot of people have
0: as well though. Mm. Of if they're not that familiar with how to do those things you're saying about how to take their wallet offline, then they're gonna think, so if I've got, yeah, as, as you said, that token, that amount of 10 grand mm. sat in the bank They might be losing out to inflation, Mm. but they know more than likely if their account gets hacked, you know their bank's going to say, "Oh, look, we can see obviously you haven't spent this money.
1: Mm.
0: We'll reimburse you that and sort that out for you." I guess it's that sense of security that you're paying for a little bit, isn't it? (sighs) A bit
1: and 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 a bit.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree. Like that's why I mean, because because if 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 the two were completely equal in that regard, Mm. then yeah, granted, give it a little bit of time for people to get used to it and people to know how to to do it. Mm. But in my mind, if they were equal in pretty much all regards in that sense, if it were, you know, a safe, easily navigable thing, yeah. then, yeah, people would be doing it a hell of a lot more, I would suggest. Yeah. Uh, but I think at this stage, it's, it is hard to have that. It's mm. It's hard to have that safety net because it is still... I don't know. Do you do you see it as almost us reinventing a system where you? Can, oh no, it's you the can reinvention have, of money. One hundred percent. Yeah, but like where you can have those levels of security mm. that we have now.
1: Well, it was built in in the first place using cryptography, which is basically where a computer like solves complex algorithms to add blocks. So I like to think of it as a pyramid. It's not necessarily the best metaphor, but you're adding blocks to a pyramid, and in those blocks. It has the transactions that people are sending through so you're run a computer algorithm and once it's done it mines a block puts it in the blockchain program which all the computers have mm. so no one can tamper
0: with that because and if I were to sit if I were to tamper with that mm. and I'm on my account saying yep. look Eamon's just transferred me hundred Bitcoin. Mm everyone
1: else's computer is going to be sat there going hang on yeah they invalidate it they, they go no that's yeah. what's happening and, yeah. and your transaction just won't happen because they all have a hash which is like the long string of numbers and letters and that has to have followed the pyramid down so it will start with the first transaction and it works its way up and each time a block is mined that the, the blockchain Updates all the computers they mm. all know everyone's on the same page yeah, everyone's on the same page you to hack bitcoin you would need to have 51 percent of all the nodes which is the computers and the miners yeah, right which you, is simply not that's possible. possible in June uh, 2021 they reckon there was about 10,000 plus like more, more than 10,000 uh, active bitcoin nodes across mm. the world mm. there's no way you could control them all the warrior comes when a superpower like America goes, we want to mine Bitcoin mm. and they build a huge farm and they mine Bitcoin. And although every four years the halving rate halves, the Bitcoin mining rate halves, so every four years it gets harder to mine Bitcoin. You get less rewards for the same if not harder algorithms. Yeah. Um, like when you originally mined bitcoin and ran the algorithms once you completed that block you would get rewarded like a good amount of bitcoin so the guy who made bitcoin satoshi Nakamoto, his wallet which has been inactive for years now has a few million bitcoin because he was the one running the program making sure it's all good but the later we get into bitcoin the harder it is for someone to control the network unless they go we're banning bitcoin except for when we mine it then mm. you'd be in trouble yeah so you never want a nation to have more than 51 percent, and i can't see that happening yeah. even with el salvador they're setting up a geothermal um mining rig on a volcano there which i think that's pretty cool right <laughs> that's like star wars level mate they have <laughs> a mining rig that uses the energy from the volcano to make money i mean that's crazy they essentially printed money pretty much pretty um, much yeah it's
0: I think yeah just it's a lot of a lot of the words that come up though they're still for a lot of people they're mm. brand new and it's like what on earth is that and I'm I'm in that same position you know where I'm like what the hell yeah yeah like, I feel like I have a slight grasp of it but it's one of those things I just have to slowly go right he said that, um, that <laughs> um, but I think with anything new it is going to be scary it is mm. going to be a case of what the hell is that and
1: it's very difficult to see how that's going to integrate into your life. but mm. I could see it happening um, on a small scale as well, like independent businesses, mm. they realise. Well, realize well the- if it's a lot cheaper, you know, we're sat in my mum's bookshop
0: now, mm. for instance, you know, if she, if it reaches the point where the majority of people at least hold some form of crypto and she goes, hang on, right? So I'm having to pay these fees every single Year yeah, to the you know the card companies, which to honest, a lot of people don't realize. I did. I mean, I didn't realize that at all. Yeah. Until sort of you're in know, that situation where you see someone having to pay that, like, you know, having to pay the card companies to. It's almost a
1: scam. I understand you're using their yeah. business, but crypto is out there. It's a blockchain. It's a decentralized network. Mm. You don't have to pay anyone to use it. Mm. You pay gas fees to move stuff, but mm. that's minimal. Mm. I shouldn't have to pay. Someone to use their payment system mm. when there's an alternative where you don't have to. Yeah, because you could easily have a nice little QR code right there. You walk in, you scan the book, and you okay. go. That's the wallet address. That books five pounds. You should go, oh, okay, five pound for Bitcoin, and you just scan that, send it across. That's done. You just walk out. Yeah, you know. It's better than a bank. Sending it to another bank, and it takes a few business days for the money to actually get sent because this is the misconception a lot of people have. I was talking to my brother about this the other day. He put a refund through in like uh in shop, he took like a pair of trousers back to HM, and he was like, Will the money be back in my bank? And I literally laughed and I was like, I was like, It won't be back there for a few days. They'll tell you it is, you'll get a notification in like yeah, it'll it'll appear on there saying like pending or whatever, yeah, pending, it's pending because it's not. You're waiting for someone to send it across. Essentially, you're waiting for a system to send it. I don't. I don't get now in a day and age where we know apps are spying on us. We know the government's spying on us. Hmm. We know privacy is not the main concern. Our data is being sold. Something that is literally yours is being used to profit huge companies, and they are not getting taxed well enough. They're destroying that environment as well. Why should we let them have the control when there is alternative systems that we can use now? I'm not saying click my fingers overnight, everyone goes to Bitcoin because that it's wouldn't pro- work. It is a process, isn't it? It's, it's a m- massive process, really. Like The more and more people who use the, the network does secure it because if you're mining like if if you're a miner or whatever you're securing the network, if you're a user, you need miners to be securing your transactions, mm. right? So you can't have one without the other. If there was just miners and no people using the network, it would be useless. So you do need a certain level of adoption for it to be viable, which is where we are now. Mm. We're at a fifty two thousand dollar Bitcoin. Pretty good. We we got wiped out from May from sixty four thousand we got wiped out wiped out like fifty percent. We're already back above the loss. Mm. I mean there's a thing called the Lightning System, like the Lightning Network, which is what they're using in El Salvador, which is these you know, localized Bitcoin networks. So it's almost faster in these smaller drop downs yeah. sort of the bigger system Yeah. so you've got the main network which is where you can do it globally or whatever and then you let's say you've got miners in just London you could drop down into just their system and send it across almost instantaneously because you're not using this big system that has a bit more traffic mm. a bit more users so that's a more viable way for it to be used Yeah. because you have these drop down systems where you can just send money across a bit quicker on these localised systems. But the global option is still there. Okay. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. you can you can still send money to someone in Japan. So is that
0: almost like... So when we speak of it, we're sort of talking about it as a ledger, like a list of trans, like transaction, I yeah. has this much Bitcoin, but mm-hmm. it's almost just like, just a branch off of that then, is it? I, I mean, you're, still I, I,
1: using the, you're still using the system, but instead of just go into any old like computer, you have like a almost localised- Ones that will It's like a. Will, will basically know roughly what yeah, everyone yeah, has like in that Yeah, it's like a phone tower almost, like okay. closer, smaller networks okay. that run a bit better because if everyone used the Bitcoin network, mm. there would be a lot of congestion. Okay, so it's almost just like funneling it out a oh, bit. Oh yeah, literally, it's just it's like a filter,
0: so an area. Obviously, you know, 99% of your transactions are gonna be, I guess, your local area. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just going to say, right, I'm not going to bother to worry about that geezer over there on the other side of the world mm. when you I'm could doing just that. Do it okay, cool. I think, I think I have a but But if you were it. to
1: use, like, let's say Amazon, it would just go to the bigger network because it's more right. streamlined, it's on the other side of the world. The yeah. Bit. Bitcoin is flawed in a few ways. <laughs> There's a lot of dispute in the past year about, like, How bad is it environmentally? Mm. And it uses a lot of power running the computer constantly. Running the computer constantly, running hard algorithms, they're not easy, it's not like one at one, you know, it's complex algorithms to make the network more secure. It uses a lot of energy, Mm. and a lot of that isn't renewable. Mm. Um, So people like Elon Musk, Said Tesla's not accepting Bitcoin anymore because at one point they did, right? A lot people. might a very like, short yeah, period, wasn't it? Very short period because I think he got a lot of backlash from his board members, yeah. um, and he turned around and was like, "Oh, we're not gonna accept Bitcoin anymore until it's at least fifty-one percent renewable." So a lot of miners were like, "Fine, that makes sense. That's good. We all live on the same planet. We should all take care of it." Mm. A lot of people.
0: But the problem, I think, the issue with that is, and if you're directly doing it just to mine something for the the pure profit of it, mm. when you look at your your baselines and you are like, "Hang on, if I switch to something that is environmentally friendly," you know, mm. you're gonna be losing out in that situation, and the person over the other side is gonna be right. Oh, happily mm. take that opportunity. Exactly. And that- so is, there's no incentive in that environment for you to do it in a green way. That currently, is there?
1: there is and there isn't because if people really want Bitcoin to succeed they will go renewable because governments will just ban it if it's bad for the environment right they're looking for ways to get rid of pollution without looking at the big players at the moment Mm. I think they need to personally I think they need to scrutinise and put a carbon tax on big companies but they're not going to do that they're looking at every other option so you almost think it it could make sort of Bitcoin particularly like a scapegoat oh yeah oh yeah but as of now, you've got a lot of countries, a lot of places, they're using, like, solar. Uh, solar is the main one, right? You've got... I can't, I can't remember where it is, actually. I think it's New Zealand or... It's somewhere like that, right? They're using a dam, a hydro dam, to mine Bitcoin. Right. So that's almost passive income. But the thing is, mining isn't that profitable anymore. It's no. not unless you have it on an industrial scale yeah. me setting up a mining rig in my house isn't that profitable but you're just going to be getting pennies really aren't you literally uh, a lot of people do videos on YouTube saying oh is Bitcoin mining profitable and sometimes they don't even pay themselves off for like 20 years no so and that's the things are exactly. the amount of
0: equipment you'll have to invest even if you, uh, I guess, even if you do it on a small scale, mm. it's not cheap. Like these processes and Processors stuff. That have to, right now ridiculous prices, <laughs> which is because of
1: Bitcoin exactly. or at least in a large part due to Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. That's why, if we were to use Bitcoin, you'd have to incentivize and be like, it has to be renewable energy. Mm. But how do you? Pr- is there a way of proving that though? There is ways, but it's more like the world needs to switch from renewable energy, and then that solves the problem as well Yeah. if if you just be like to bitcoin miners oh yeah you, you need to use only renewable energy and they were like yeah we will but then they don't Yeah, it's not going to work Yeah, there has to be some enforcement like Elon Musk said we won't accept it I won't support it so people want them to accept it because it makes the price go up and they're mining it they will switch to that because it doesn't have uh, them that yeah. much to go so, renewable
0: yeah I think I've, I've just caught that, that line of logic in the mm. sense so it's the incentive is the fact that okay if we're able to make it a lot greener start looking at renewable sources then that the fact that bigger companies yeah so for instance tesla yeah are going to accept it yeah then yes it might be more expensive to mine it but Mm. in in that manner in that environmentally friendly manner however if we don't
1: these places aren't going to adopt it yeah and in the long term we end up with less people can't be seen not to have green fingers companies can't do that now Mm. if they seem to not have green fingers they get the biggest amount of backlash Mm. they will not touch bitcoin with a stick unless it's green Mm. so people will go green because they want money do you think it's just going to happen by force almost probably (laughs) yeah I I do think that alternative coins so altcoins right will become the actual payment system I I really do like the idea of bitcoin being the digital gold yeah so we have it as a reserve yeah you have it as you buy let's say every four weeks every month you buy 10 pounds worth of bitcoin and that's your pension yeah because the more and more people who do it by the time you get to your pension you've got like a million pounds sitting there because you've put in 40 quid a month everyone's putting 40 quid a month Mm. it's only and there's a limited amount it will go up in relevance to that yeah but these altcoins have better systems for me paying you. Yeah. They have much better systems. They have much cleaner and energy efficient systems. So Bitcoin is fundamentally... Well, it, I would say it's fundamentally flawed in the sense that it work, goes on proof of work, which is these, you run a computer to this solve energy the energy consuming things. process, time and consuming as well. Very time consuming. And it's not a bad system because it basically ensures that anyone can be a miner Mm. but it's not necessarily profitable you can do it renewably but people aren't necessarily doing that you know proof of stake which is the alternative to proof of work I mean these are foreign sounding words to a lot of people proof of stake is essentially where you have a pool and you throw your coins in there and they never leave your wallet but they're connected to the let me think of a better way to phrase that because you know it's called a staking pool because you connect your wallet to it and you throw your coins in there but you can withdraw them at any time Mm. well at least with Cardano you can with Ethereum you can't Um, and by putting your coins in the staking pool you're contributing to the network because instead of these computers mining the bitcoin mm. you've got the algorithm randomly chooses one person in the staking pool to secure the network depending on how much coins they have so if there was 10 cardano total and we had 10 people mm. and they each had one cardano and they all staked it in these staking pools they could all validate equal amounts of transactions, but the algorithm randomly decides who does it right. at the last second, so you can't target one particular person. Right. So it, it gets rid of the fact that with Bitcoin, if you knew where the miners were, and you knew who they were, and you controlled them or just shut them down, then that's it, you've crippled Bitcoin almost. Mm. You've crippled the, the network with proof of stake with Cardano these 10 people can be anywhere but they're in this staking pool they have equal share if they have the same amount of coins Mm. their algorithm picks who's going to validate so there's like a randomness it's very you can't pick you can't unless you have everyone in a room you're not going to be able to know who's going to do it yeah and I guess as well
0: with these altcoins they've had Mm. the benefit of looking at bitcoin Mm then obviously Cardano is the third generation isn't it as well yeah, so that layer three, then yeah. had the benefit of looking at what Ethereum and all these other mm. second generation coins have done and it has then the ability to go right how am I going to make this workable
1: mm.
0: how am I going to fit into people's everyday lives and
1: hopefully evolve from
0: from the previous
1: ones yeah. but, I, I do like the, the mindset behind Cardano which is Uh, the creator Charles Hoskinson if anyone is interested in Cardano, I would recommend you watch him on YouTube because he's very very good at explaining problems with crypto Mm. how the computing works if you're that interested in it but he goes and says um, he's just putting out software it's decentralized software that anyone can use and build on he doesn't have uh, like a motivation or an idea behind it he's putting out a platform for people to use Mm. so Ethereum and Cardano are almost workshops for people to do things with Ethereum is already being used for decentralized finance we have exchanges that use the Cardano no sorry they use the Ethereum blockchain to process transactions to send money they're built on it Mm. it's almost like it's essentially a, a version of the internet, really. Like, it's like uh, Google makes a browser, and you build a Google Chrome extension. You just add on to it, right? right. You you can make it. So you haven't changed it. You haven't changed it. You're you're like a an app, okay? Almost. You're almost. But exchanges aren't necessarily an app because you know there's a lot of problems with control. So you've got DApps, which is decentralized apps, um, and they have no control there. Again, the software, this software that's put onto a system mm. that anyone can use. Yeah. The problem is where you have a company that hasn't just put it on there. They're operating on the system, but they still have some sort of control over the, you know, the ins and outs of yeah. what you're doing. But decentralized finance is where the most money is at the moment. That is that is where the most money in crypto is. Yeah. A lot of money, because people are going on to Ethereum-based uh, like exchanges like Uniswap. That's the biggest one. And they're buying any coin they want using Ethereum. And then they sell it for a profit, right? It's basically like a stock exchange for crypto, in a weird way, I would say it is, yeah. but it is a rudimentary and early version of decentralized finance because it is almost limitless what you can do. I saw this really, really, really interesting, um, like new version of DeFi. There's a, it's called like Alchemy X, and their whole thing, I'm sure it will get shut down because it's pretty sketchy. The idea. Um, is you can take out a loan of let's say 10,000 pounds and you can take 5,000 pounds for yourself and you can spend it when you want but the other 5,000 left but sorry no you take 10,000 pounds out right mm. but 5,000 pounds that you put in to take out 10,000 pound loan gets left there right okay and the loan pays itself over time, it uses like... on, <laughs>
0: what? Right, so...
1: So that was you, terrible, so you get five grand for free? And that five grand that sat in there... Their idea is your way of paying back the loan is through time, because they... But surely that's relying on something appreciating and... Yeah, it's, it's through yield, so it's through like staking where you contribute to a system and over time it pays back. But then you if back. it doesn't appreciate... What happens then? If you stake, though, it's very unlikely that it won't appreciate because you're getting paid something. Right. So if you, let's say, you staked a stable coin, which is always pegged at a certain price, you technically would pay it back over a a certain amount of time. So their idea is you take out a loan, but you pay with time Mm. and just like collateralized a portion of the loan which is so sketchy. It but does it, it, it like
0: it, that, it, you know, what we said about free money and stuff. Yeah. That that verges on the side
1: of yeah. And and that seems too good to be true. That should be regulated because, you know, people could do that with like a million pounds. Yeah. They just take out a million pounds and they leave. they only have to put down like a 100 grand and they say, "Oh, in 10 years, I want it so to have appreciated back to the million to pay you off." But right now I've made 900k profit. Yeah. So it's just like an idea of what you can do with DeFi. you can do easily the banking system we're doing now wipe that banking system we can do it better we've got smart contracts smart contracts cut out the middleman it's like you know a vending machine you press a button and you say i want that and the smart contract goes or the vending machine goes you can have that but for this and without that you're not getting this but you don't lose what you put in mm. because you haven't put it in yet so you put it in and it executes immediately You just crisps your chocolate bar whatever falls out of the vending machine you take it you're on your way
0: yeah but like if something happens happy, if it gets stuck along the way it, it doesn't dispense that's, that's the beauty like unless
1: you it has set things that have to be you, achieved you otherwise it's just in, like right deals put, off the table you put your funds in escrow so instead of which is just like almost in limbo yeah but that limbo if the smart contract doesn't execute comes straight back to you yeah with the with a bank you're basically asking them permission to send your money somewhere or to buy something but you, you don't need that other smart contract like i saw a really interesting article this guy was talking about like taxi drivers well ai taxis mm could implement smart contracts where you on your phone you're using an app that is using a smart contract and you go i want to go here for this price and you send it through and it executes then the ai has permission to drive Mm. so you're cutting out the middleman yeah completely just through technology we are almost at 50 minutes
0: oh my god believe it or not um I did say we try and limit the technical side, but I think we did. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to like a lot of time because I was sat there. I was just like, not only trying to work it out for myself, mm. but also as well, you can tell when someone's so passionate about something, yeah, and is so into something. I was just like, I don't want I do to do get
1: carried away. With no, I'm it. It, very passionate. But about listen, it.
0: Like it's absolutely like if there's any space, to do, this is the time and the space to it. Like that's exactly what I want to have on the podcast. I want people that have something they want to share Mm. something that they're interested in something that they're passionate about and I think you tick all of those boxes I do
1: think even if you don't necessarily think it's going to get used or you don't understand it it is good to know about because I like to think it's a power back to the people sort of movement it's not got these big corporations in mind it's got me and you as average people in mind yeah I mean for you personally do you.
0: Is it more about the money mm. or is it more about the power? And not the power in that sort of like huge sense, In just in terms of the. You have the power to do these small things that currently, yeah. in the current system, we don't
1: have the ability to do. I like the idea that I could just go to another country if I was using like, if crypto was like the basis right I could go to another country and not have to exchange my money not have to ask a bank for permission essentially I don't like the idea of a bank holding my money and then making business with it and saying we'll pay you back but they're not really paying you back that mm-hmm. much I like the control that I could have yeah. over my money I I'm not necessarily in it for the money the money is obviously you know <laughs> i mean you're <laughs> no, not going to say it, no to it are no, you no i'm never going to say no to it it's i i just want financial freedom right and i also want to see where the tech can take us in other areas yeah um yeah the money is just a benefit yeah. i mean cuz they're definitely not mutually exclusive it was almost just to get a f- flavor for yeah. like which
0: but i do think when i speak to you i do get the sense it is a nice little blend a nice little smoothie of the mm. two of both that fact that it gives you a lot of those freedoms which I think are really important to you mm. but as well along the same time it's not just money sat in your bank it's money that's active it's money that's doing stuff for yeah. you it's yeah giving you that freedom and yeah because I did ask you before like is there an end point is there is there a is there a stopping point of right right I've reached this <laughs> amount of money I don't have to worry anymore I
1: think I will always be a massive advocate for crypto and i'll always be researching and looking what the next one will be but in terms of like actually investing because actively investing where i look at the, the crypto markets day in day out like most of the day and my lock screen i open my phone and then there's like three widgets and they're all crypto when i hit or well i'll <laughs> say when i hit because you know you've got a phone you got to manifest it 1.5 million for me before 30 is my biggest goal like I, I, that's what I want to hit if I don't hit that I'll be so disappointed with myself yeah. end goal would be 5 mil and I could be happy with that because I know if that 5 mil was in crypto I could sit it in a staking system where i own 5% I'm earning 200k here yeah. just from sitting my and own and you're there. absolutely fine with exactly that. 100% fine I don't want to be a billionaire it'd be very nice to be mm. but I money isn't money to you then I just want financial freedom, I want to be able to go travelling, have a secure life. Even even when I reach that point, because I will make sure I do, I'll still work, I'll still do something I enjoy, but I like that this technology which is like, I would say, Nobel prize winning. Because mm. it is. It's changing the way we look at money, it's changing the way we even look at our individual selves in a system of power because we're moving from just being the people who go, oh, the banks have screwed us over to going, the banks can't screw us over. uh, Yeah, it essentially has that
0: power to create Mm. a system where it's just all these things where we're going, oh, fuck the bankers, fuck what they've done now. We can just go, actually, hang on. We're able to remove that from them and just have that control. And to (laughs) be honest, I don't... I think the funny thing is I think when you say those I don't really think it gives us much in the just in the sense of it's not actually anything that powerful mm. but I think just relative to the position that we are now yeah, it is a, quite a big jump up so I think it's almost like we're
1: missing out on something we don't know mm. a lot of people I, will describe it as being like we're moving from a system that puts us down to just like a system that we should have already had. It's just normal. Yeah, it should be the normal.
0: But the problem, I think the issue is we don't really know any alternative to the current system. So it's like, I mean, obviously we're told by the people that have the system in place to go, right, I'll just carry on with it. This is fine. Because they don't want to lose the power. Yeah, of course. Because with that, they, yeah, lose that power. They lose that money. They lose that control that Mm. they might currently have. Um, So
1: there's no incentive for them to... You but know, have us move over to a different system. We could have a system without inflation. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, we could have money that appreciates in value, like a cost of the cost of uh, a coffee fifty years ago compared to now. You, if if you said to someone years and years ago, the cost of coffee has gone up to this, they would literally like they, yeah, they'd be believe like, it. "What is going on?" Yeah, I think the cost of coffee should go down. Not necessarily just coffee, but I think well as processes, systems. I think our monetary I th- well, I just think our monetary system should be good enough that the money becomes deflationary; mm. it becomes worth more over time. What? Well, not to an extent. But, where they're, everyone's but, then, a but they're just like from like
0: a fundamental basis. Then, so if if that's the situation, then
1: everyone would just spend their money at once, wouldn't they? Well, no, because it'd be over time, and it'd be like. Your money hasn't depreciated this year it's either stayed the same or gone up a bit so it's almost like you're just it's like earning interest but just with your economic system mm. your, your, your banking system you don't even need to do anything and you're covering the cost of growth yeah because inflation is a result of bad management and trying to manage every single sort of societal, uh, global, problem, uh, achievement. They're just trying to juggle it. They're trying to make it better, make more money, work it out, but- Oh no, I
0: realise I've just said that the wrong way around. I meant, if it's like, so if you had a deflationary system, mm. you wouldn't spend anything. Because obviously then you're gonna think, oh, but I can get it cheaper tomorrow.
1: Well, if you- Is that
0: conducive to a good economic system? I'm if asking you this
1: question with about two minutes left. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> if you were buying uh, a cake and it went down in price the next day, that would be a bad system. Yeah. If you brought a cake and year-to-date the next year it had gone down by two pence, yeah. you wouldn't be that So bad. we're not
0: talking crazy amounts. No, we no, no. But to be no. honest, you're, you're almost more just, yeah, just like a much more stable system where mm.
1: prices don't fluctuate. It's almost like, right, one pound for a... a Slice of cake, yeah, I, and that's it. I, I don't like going into the shops and seeing that something's gone up in price because people are bad at their jobs. That's basically what it is. People are bad at managing the money system, yeah, and we all pay for it. Yeah. But it doesn't matter to them. They've got enough money to cover it. So, yeah, we're gonna close there. Yeah,
0: I really enjoyed oh, that. Oh, like, that. it's that that hour flew by. I mean, towards half the time, I was like going, "What is he saying?" Oh, I'm trying. I, I, but, it well, no, I think you explained it well, but I think the. With me, because I am quite limited in my knowledge of it. Mm, I think most people probably are, though. But it's a niche market. It is niche, but like, if you're up for it, we'll have a few more of these conversations. And if people want to sort of follow along from there and go right, like now I know a little bit about crypto, Mm. I can sort of then have that baseline knowledge, and then it becomes a lot easier. To some extent, it's like learning a new language. You know, once you pick up a few phrases,
1: you can get by mostly. People are quick learners. It's. If you go deep into like the coding, yeah, we're not expecting expecting anyone on the back of this to learn how to. No, you have an absolute nightmare. But if you just learn that the systems have you in mind and how they have you in mind, yeah, then maybe you have a bit more confidence in it. Hundred percent. But yeah, let's do it. (laughs)
0: Let's hope to achieve that through this little series. We do. Um, Even
1: if one person ends up researching a crypto, I'd you know benefit everyone.
0: But that's it for today no thank you so much for coming on no, Obviously, really it's that. frustrating the fact that we <laughs> recorded it once before but having to do it again but equally but really at least enough. you have more understanding now and it's not so much like stop and start exactly so but yeah no thank you for very much for coming down yeah I look fair. forward to the next one so do I